Hey guys, welcome to another episode of PreacherCast, the unofficial podcast for the AMC original series Preacher. This is your host, Mufson speaking. And this is Duad. And uh, we are not familiar with the comics, but uh, we are here to give you a rundown of uh, each week's episode. So if you guys are tuning into this podcast for the first time, what we do here is give a brief uh, summary of what went on during uh, this week's episode. And we just you know, give our inputs on it. This week, we will be talking about uh, this week's episode, which is titled Monster Swamp. If you guys want to find more PreacherCast podcasts uh, right after you listen to this one, uh, just head on to film-book.com. All you got to do is search uh, PreacherCast, and you can also email us at podcast at film-book.com. For this week's episode, uh, you know what I, what I really enjoy when I watch every episode? It's the, uh, the opening sequences that they have. Yeah, there's usually something... Weird Always crazy something weird on. and crazy, yeah. Especially, with, the, the especially with this thing. one, yeah. Um, so basically, we have this guy in an animal costume running around uh, with a gun, chasing these two girls, and it seemed like it was part of like a murder or something. Yeah, but even before that, like before they showed her, they they also showed like just on the streets, some people walking like strange characters. Yeah. Like, before they focused on her, then you see this girl sort of like running and then you just don't know what's going on but then all of a sudden it's like then it seems like she's being chased by yeah that guy but um it all turned out just to be a fun game of paintball <laughs> yeah of course like i guess that's like how the show kind of is it like it'll make you think one way and then like switch it around but it was funny and but then all of, all of a sudden you realize it's it's a, a joke, but then it becomes. Serious but then it again. becomes serious again. Like as soon as the uh, the girl fell into that pit and someone got yeah. killed, that was that was like. What was that like, pit? Was, was, I, don't I guess I think it was a sinkhole or like probably a, a sinkhole. Uh, I I think it's they said it was like it used to be a an old like like place where people went to shit like that's like, yeah like where they an outhouse yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I guess she fell into. That's why she was covered in all that crap. I mean, I guess, I guess that would be one way of putting it. But uh, it really did add another twisted level, you know, during that opening sequence. So right. that was pretty cool. We did learn a bit about Jackie Earl Haley's character. Yeah, um, Odin. Odin. Queen Cannon. But the thing that I get frustrated at is... Yeah, what is what exactly is going on with him? Yeah, because, he, you know, it's kind of in and out, like with him and Jesse, and then, you know. Yeah, they seem to know each other, and I didn't know if he he did, but like obviously Odin, Quinn Kenny, he's like the, I guess the wealthy, he has like a, a lot of power, in the, in that town, a lot of money, yeah, even above the public officials. Like, yeah, they're scared of him. Um, yeah, he puts me off as a scary guy. And, and then uh, there was that part where we saw him pissing on someone's briefcase. Right. The, that was a public official, I forget. Yeah, was, I think so, yeah. He was trying to propose, like, a new Green Acres like thing, I guess, something to help with the community. But uh, he's, Odin is not, doesn't care for that at all. And... 
because the best way for him to show that is by pissing on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, like, uh, when he was at the, I don't know if it was at that area where the girl fell and they were, like, digging her out, he made it seem like it wasn't even a big deal even though she's dead. And, like, and then everybody else is like, okay, I guess if he doesn't care, then we don't have to either. It's like whatever he does goes because, like, you know, obviously everyone's afraid of him, but at the same time, it's like, you know, why the heck should we care, you know, what goes on, you know, in this town anyway? I think the most interesting part for me was uh, that face, face-to-face, um, that face-off with uh, Jesse and Odin because, uh, you know, Jesse wanted to use his uh, new influence to, you know, challenge Odin. Right. And I guess since, well, Odin might uh, might be considered not just more powerful, but scary, scary to everyone, if Jesse can get him on his side and see that, you know, he's also has faith or Jesse can um, influence him that will give more power to Jesse also and get people to, like, listen to him. I feel like that's going to be more of a power shift, like, going from listening to Odin to um, Jesse. Right, yeah. So, and I guess, I don't know if this came up in comics, but in for Odin, we see that he's, he's a, an atheist. He says that right out. Like, he doesn't care about going to church. He doesn't believe in God or yeah. at all. Which, I guess, is the big challenge for Jesse. Yeah. Like, but, you know, that's what he has his power for. Yeah. He was pretty confident that he knew he could change it. Yeah, exactly. And then he offers him the... He uh, offers him his, land, uh, his, his father's father land. Yeah. As a, as a way to just bring him into church, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> which I guess he was counting on like not having to do that or yeah I, don't know if he still has I thought it was gonna be like one of those um instances where you know like at points he can use his abilities but then you know sometimes it probably won't work yeah I thought it was gonna go in that direction but then you I know was wondering like why he didn't he could have maybe used his power then to tell him to come to church at that time yeah that's what I thought too like why couldn't he just force him to come to church rather than you know, yeah, just try to use try to land u- try to use his land to you know yeah. bring him over but then eventually he's he wants i know he i guess he wanted to show his power in front of the people in in the church but yeah uh just to get him to the church he didn't use it he just you know used whatever like his land or whatever he could yeah like convince him in a real way i thought dominic cooper did a really great job in that sermon scene because uh, it almost made me believe uh, what he was trying to say. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it felt like he put, like, a lot of uh, a lot of faith and hope into, like, Jesse's words every yeah. time I heard it, so. And he, you could tell that he was really, he really believed in it. Like, yeah, he uh, did. It, well, his character. Uh, like, he, this is what he really wants to do. He wants to, not for, just for himself, but he feels like he's there for a reason. He, w- he wants to fulfill that purpose and and get people to follow him, like get people to follow what he believes is r- the right way. And he'll do whatever 
he feels he needs to or whatever it takes to get people to to, to follow him along yeah and yeah it was very convincing it was a really good performance I thought so too definitely needs a, a mention but if you don't get a mention uh, you'll get a mention from us Dominic so yeah. there's that I also enjoyed some of the little um, you know hints of uh, romance going on uh, during the show like uh, there's one between Emily and uh, Jesse even though it's not really implied as much but you can tell it's there yeah like there was one part where um, it seemed like they were about to kiss like, all, got, like almost kiss, but, yeah uh, you know I guess they keep doing this on the show but like something's about to happen but it doesn't but yeah but yeah like she was like staring at him and thought there was something that was gonna happen but then uh, it, it didn't <laughs> yeah I mean, I know it's not part of the main, the main plot for you know the series, but uh, it it is nice that they managed to, you know, put, you know, some, you know, side pieces into, you know, the series. Yeah. You know, make it a little light. I wonder like where this is going to go. Like, if it's leading to anything else or like a bigger conflict or anything I mean it seems the like line. they might be building it up somewhat but I mean who knows we might you know it might it might come to that maybe it won't but yeah we still have the whole season to you know figure that out um uh, seems like maybe she does, I don't know seems like maybe she does have feelings for him but then the the other that uh, the other guy that came to the house the same guy that was at Odin's place the public official um, she told him right out that nothing's gonna happen between them. I guess they're just having sex, like yeah, like after they drink a whole bunch of wine. Mm-hmm. And then the, there was this other thing going on with Cassie and Tulip as well. Yeah, I think is this the first time they meet? Yeah, I think the, this is the first this time is they when met. They introduced each other. Yeah, because um, like uh, I remember someone told me that in the comics that they actually already knew each other. In the beginning. Yeah, I, well, I read that first issue, I don't know if you did, where just the first issue of Preacher where they also first meet, and yeah. it was a totally different circumstance, and yeah. it happens, like one of the guys at the comic book store said, like, things happen, like, the introductions are pretty fast, but in, in this show, they're, they're taking a little longer, and, uh, like, now, the introduction in the, in the TV show is pretty different than there's in the in the comic book where I think in the comic book she's running from some people that like after an attempted uh, assassination or murder they start chasing her and then she happens Cassidy sees them and she helps her out and lets her get in the car and yeah then, so he's kind of like helping her and then they become get to know each other after that but in this one it's a totally different situation obviously yeah obviously. Um, he's in the the whorehouse or the whatever brothel, and she accidentally um, she accidentally knocks him out. Knocks him out <laughs> yeah, thinking that it was uh, somebody that she knew, but right. And then she's trying to save his life. Meanwhile, he doesn't really need saving. He doesn't need yeah. <laughs> but also, she, uh, she didn't know. She doesn't know who he is or what he is. He does. She doesn't know he's a vampire yet. But yeah. by the end of the I episode, think by the time yeah by the time you know we got to the end of that episode of you know yeah. She, she'll, you know, she has questions now about but, what she just saw. Yeah, they still don't know each other yet. Yeah, I guess 
who each other is maybe by the end of the episode, but what maybe what they are, and then I guess they'll get to know where their their relationship is going to start to develop from yeah. there. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting way to get. Yeah, get that ball get, rolling. Yeah. Um, I would also want to say that um, going back to Emily, it doesn't seem like she is ready to go. You know, serious into a relationship. I guess not. I mean, she's had issues with her. I mean, she does seem to have. That, you know, like, and she has kids. Yeah. Um. So I, she would be hesitant, obviously. Yeah. Although she doesn't seem to have a problem sleeping with uh, Doug, so. No, <laughs> I don't know what that is. What history they have, but I guess to her it's just, just meaningless, sex or whatever. Yeah, it seems like that could be the way they're going right now. I don't know if she has anybody else that she does that with. I don't. Well, I mean, they didn't say that, you know, she had other men in her life, but, you know, we do already know that, you know, she is pretty much involved with Doug. Right. As a friends with benefits type thing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He seemed like he likes her a lot more than she does him. And then, you know, the other fun part in the episode was uh, seeing Fior and DeBlanc as well. And... Like, they seem to really love using that chainsaw so much. <laughs> That's their only... Like, they even said in the episode, like, uh, Cassidy asked them, like, how are you going to get out whatever you need to get out? And the only... They don't have an answer. Um, the only options or things that they could come up with was a chainsaw or singing, or like, to him. Yeah. And that's still <laughs> what they're sticking to. That's what they were trying before and that's what they're still trying to now they don't have they seem a bit clueless but i i don't know if that's the way they're supposed to be yeah and i wonder who's on the other side of that hotline yeah they were pretty like, scared who, yeah they, they seemed <laughs> they didn't a little want to pick up the petrified phone. by you know answering that call yeah it's making me wonder who that could be i mean do you think it's anyone from the comics that we might know or if you've, you know, if you read, heard anything? I, I don't know if it would be God. Because <laughs> I think God is a character also in yeah. the comics. Or, I don't know, one of the angels or somebody, whoever is in charge of... Because uh, there was like a group of people in the comics or a group of uh, angels that were, were like hiring or getting people... Like sent out to capture that uh, entity, uh, Genesis. Back. Yeah. So maybe it's I mean, one of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have a, we still have some time to figure that out too. Like as the season progresses. What was a little funny is you know when they first see the ringing and they realize it's not the their phone. It's not it's their like phone. The hotel phone. Or so it's a relief. But then yeah. the, the second time it's. It is the it is their phone. It is their phone. Yeah. Um, like somebody from. Do they have the, the same ringtones? Like, <laughs> I guess, like why would they both have the same ring? Maybe it's for the purpose of the the TV show, but yeah. It's like, I would, think, think I would, I would expect something like uplifting, like that kind of you know. I mean, like, that's even cell would... phones can have different ringtones, but like yeah, but those I mean, are like old school, really old school phones. Yeah, I guess I, they I, both have. Them. Yeah. 
I mean, sure. I mean, sure. It's not a way to, you know, uh, it's not going to stand out. I mean, obviously it will be, but I mean. Another thing I was wondering, like, why do they have British accents? Like, is there a reason for that? Maybe just because they're outsiders and everyone else has a southern accent? Maybe, maybe. I mean, uh, they're they're not from, like, England. They're just from, like, heaven. It's like they're assuming that everyone from heaven has a British accent, like. (laughs) I guess so. Well. Well, anyway, uh. I thought overall this episode really, you know, brought in uh, Odin into the main storyline because we didn't get to see him that much. And the flashback scenes. And the flashback scenes were pretty good too. Like we got to learn a bit about about Jesse's background and his father. Yeah, yeah. Um, we see like you know, I guess how much Jesse kind of looked up to him, and um, also like how much of an influence his father had in yeah. the community. And that kind of deviated from the comics, though, right? I'm not sure. Like, I don't remember. I didn't read anything about his father in the comics, but... I don't think they really mentioned it that much in the comics, you know, uh, to be honest. But uh, I think it definitely did go beyond beyond that and gave a little bit of a... You know, a bit more information on Jesse... Yeah, you know, his childhood. There was at one point where, uh, in the flash, one of the flashbacks where Jesse is uh, with his father, and his father is trying to save someone, or I guess help someone, and then Jesse's waiting outside, and he takes that. I think his father tells him, you know, to behave or whatever, and yeah. um, Jesse ends up taking the ashtray. I don't know yeah. what that. I means. don't know what that was like. Maybe somebody had a last right or something, or... But he's obviously stealing, which is, like, not a good thing. And he also happens to be an ashtray. I don't know if that just refers to smoking or drugs. Yeah. But he's he's not... Uh, like, later, his father says, like, some people can't be saved. I don't know if that he was thinking the same thing. Maybe. Um, but maybe Jesse does want to be saved. But yeah. the person that he's trying to help that he referred to that couldn't be saved was Quinn Cannon. I think, yeah, like, I think it seemed door. like that, yeah. So, I don't know if that was Odin. I think that might have been maybe. Odin. Maybe and Odin. I, I was watching some of the behind the scenes and I think they were kind of referring to that as or Jesse remembering that flashback and that's why he felt the need to get Odin to come to the church and like bring him back to God. Because his father couldn't do that, yeah. so he wanted to take on take on that um, challenge himself yeah. and to see that he could do it. And uh, you know, it worked in the end. So yeah, well, yeah. with the with his I mean, power. with some <laughs> with, with some extra help with from Genesis. Right, otherwise, <laughs> Odin was not gonna budge. He's not gonna. Yeah, yeah. You just need a little pushing. That's all. <laughs> yeah, so, just ask him nicely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like, you know, each of the other characters are, like, on, you know, on their own path. But I think by the time the season starts building up, you know, some of them are going to start overlapping each other. Yeah, we're going to start seeing more of a connection. Yeah. There already are, like, you see Cassidy with Because I think, I think what I like it. that they're doing is that they're establishing these characters first before we get to see them, you know, come together. Yeah. I also see some of the weird 
strangeness or quirkiness of the town, like the beginning scene with the yeah um, the prostitute getting killed. Yeah. And the paintball chase. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is an entertaining show. It is. Yeah. yeah. Say that. Well, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed our show today. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of PreacherCast. You can find more of my work on uh, film-book.com. All you got to do is search up my name, Mufsus Mahbub, or you can search up PreacherCast. If you guys have any comments for me, you can also uh, search me up on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is MuffsonNY, and uh, you can also check out uh, Jawad as well. Uh, yeah, my Twitter handle is webhead1974. And yeah, you can follow me there. Yeah. So if you guys are listening to this podcast on uh, iTunes or another podcast service, make sure you rate and review this episode. Definitely need those uh, five star ratings to you know keep us going. If you are also listening to this podcast on our YouTube channel, Film Book Podcast, like our video, subscribe to our channel, and even leave us a comment. So tune in next week when we review the latest episode of Preacher. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks.